0: All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we sit, 11 and 3, heading into a Monday night football matchup with the New England Patriots. But for me and for the show this week, going to be taking a a little bit of a different turn, a little bit of a different perspective. And as I go through with this, I mean, you guys, you know, especially those of you that listen to the show each week, you know, kind of. How things go here, right? We talk about the team, we'll have some breaking news, maybe give some perspective on, you know, guys performing well, try to, right, just try to to talk about the team, focus on the football and and kind of as it relates to us as fans. Um, And this week, I've got a a little bit of a different twist on the show. And I I say that in a good way, right? Because when you think of the Bills being, uh, winning the AFC East Championship with the victory over the Denver Broncos, um, heading into these last two weeks where really you're just playing for for seeding in the playoffs. Right. And kind of the the feeling of that. But that first AFC East championship since 1995, I think it got a lot of folks feeling nostalgic. And I'll say myself included in many ways. Um, but although Maybe I wasn't there as quickly as some others were. And, you know, I think back to Friday, I put out a tweet and, it, you know, Pretty simple, right? Just said, some Bills fans are much more confident than I am heading into tomorrow's game. I don't know why, but I'm a bit like and kind of had the cringy face emoji there. You know, and and heard back from from a lot of, of individuals on this one, right? Just with their responses and, you know, some people agreeing with me. Um, some people adding some perspective, right? Saying it's called trauma. You know, you're used to your favorite team letting you down constantly. So you're always preparing for the worst. That was coming from at Mr. Underscore Hall. You know, you look at a few of these other pieces, like, you know, people reminding me like, hey, you know, you're you, you know, their their top cornerbacks are are out or the Broncos aren't that good. And and I just I looked at it right and I found fans and these two different perspectives, right? One feeling really confident, and and that was okay. Like looking at it, saying, "Hey, tomorrow the Bills are going to be AFC East champions; they're going to trash the Broncos, and you know we're on to the playoffs." Then you found self like like me, right? And and being a little bit more cautious, like just kind of the the gravity of what's at stake, and really looking at at pieces and thinking to yourself like. Not saying that there wasn't confidence that the Bills could win, but just this feeling—a little bit of the gravity of what was in front of you, right—and to think that the Bills would be the AFC East champions, whether it was Week 15 or if you were, you know, if it took place in Week 16 or heaven forbid in Week 17. And as I go through a lot of this, right, you you talk about mind shift and your mindset—a a shift in mindset. Sorry, combining those two things there. Right, but as you go through with this, in many ways, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, it really needed to be that opportunity for me to let go of the past. And I say that right to let go in the past is, you know, you talk about some of these responses on Twitter. It wasn't about that um, that trauma as a fan or having your hopes up and consistently being let down. Um, you talk about letting go of that piece of the past, right, and and what that is because. As this team has showed us this season, um, they are a really good football team, and they are a lot of fun to watch. They're garnering national attention, of course, the local attention and all the pieces that come with it. So that piece to me, right, when you talk about letting go of that part of the past, of just that waiting for the disappointment, and you don't need to wait for the disappointment anymore, right? You think back to this regime, when Sean McDermott took over, when Brandon Bean came in, you know, and here we are, right? Going to the playoff for three of the four years that this group has been together. You've got Josh Allen and a franchise quarterback, cornerstone pieces like Tredavious White, Deion Dawkins signed to contract extensions. Um, you have to imagine the same will happen with Allen soon enough. Tremaine Edmonds as well, named to the Pro Bowl again. You look at your weapons on offense. You've got two capable running backs on rookie deals that can continue to show improvement. Stefan Diggs looking like one of the top five wide receivers in football throughout the entire season. Cole Beasley just being the best version of what Cole Beasley is. And I look at somebody like an Ed Oliver, right? And I think of this guy and, again, him seeing double teams each and every week and still wrecking havoc Just what this team is, and you know, it's it's taking a moment, right? It's just taking that moment to feel good about your football team. We've all heard the terms before, same old Bills, right? Or we'd use the term Billsy. Oh my God, the Bills lost the game in the most Billsiest way. Uh, You know, uh, I I don't even want to go into it, right? Because I'm I'm not focusing on that. Because you're focusing on where we are right now. And where we are right now puts us in a really unique spot as Bills fans, because for many of us, right, it's either that first time experiencing this team, this team being successful, or it's that first time kind of feeling this way since the 90s, right? And kind of dependent on how old you are, you, you realize, right, you, maybe you experienced those great teams from the 90s firsthand, or, or maybe that came before your time. And I realize that's a little bit different, too. But, you know, you just go through with all of this, right? And it's like, again, it's that piece where you're you're just not holding on to that, that side of the past where you're waiting for something bad to happen. Now, there's another side of the past, too, that I think is fans, I don't want to say we can let go of because there's some great memories that come with it um, for many of us, right? It's not just about what the team was but about the experience that we had of, of watching the Bills on Sundays with our families, um, getting those runs to four straight Super Bowls. But when I talk about letting go, right, it's a little bit about letting go of that stranglehold we've had on those teams from the 90s. And, it, it, you know, it reminds me of a story a, a little bit a couple years ago. I mean, this was even probably – maybe at the very beginning of when Tyrod Taylor was here with the Bills. So you think again, you know, there's, it's, it's been a few years. I'm playing cards with some guys and I've got a, a Jim Kelly, Kelly tough t-shirt on that I got from 26 shirts. And the guy turns to me, granted, he's a Patriots fan, but I'm not going to hold it against him right now. And he's like, man, you Bills fans, like you just, you just love those nineties teams. You love those teams more than anything. And I said something back to him, and we joked about it and this and that. But it was like, yeah, well, of course I'm holding on to these these teams from the 90s. What else am I going to hold on to, right? Am I going to hold on to Doug Flutie getting benched for Rob Johnson or Trent Edwards, J.P. Lossman, E.J. Manuel? I'm not holding on to any of those pieces, right? Am I holding on to just the team? having the longest playoff drought of anyone else. We don't have to talk about the drought ever again, right? Again, like I said before, you're going to the playoffs three out of four years. The drought is a distant memory completely. But right there would be that perception of just like, man, Bills fans, you love those teams from the nineties more than anything else. And it was just like, yeah, we just really haven't had a whole lot to celebrate since then. And you think about guys that you would celebrate, right? They kind of embraced what, what the Buffalo Bills were all about and you know maybe that underdog mentality. You think of guys like Fred Jackson, Stevie Johnson, of course, Kyle Williams, everything that he's done for the Bills, right? Guys that just exceeded their expectations really from day one, had these fantastic careers in Buffalo. But again, they they allowed some stability where the team wasn't horrible, but the team wasn't good enough, right? There wasn't the, the coaching, there wasn't a the general manager, there wasn't there wasn't any of these pieces to get the teams over the top. Ryan Fitzpatrick falls in that category too. Right. So they'd always be guys that you that you liked, right? I mean, you certainly like them from that standpoint of just like, man, they're scrappy, they're embracing the fans. But it really was all about Buffalo, right? I mean, it was just about Buffalo. The team was not doing anything to garner that sort of attention that would make them anything outside of Western New York, maybe, or for people like myself, just those lifelong Bills fans. There was nothing that the team was doing that was going to attract any part of a new fan base. And, I mean, as we look at it now, right, you talk 25 years later It is okay to release that stranglehold that we had on those 90s teams. I love them. Marv Levy, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, Bruce Smith, Cornelius Bennett, Daryl Talley, James Lofton, Steve Tasker. You think back to those teams, right? That is the foundation of this franchise, especially for people in my age bracket. Right. When you look at these pieces, this is what laid the foundation. And again, thankfully for guys leading up to this regime now, I mentioned before, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Freddie Jackson, Stevie Johnson, you think of somebody like Eric Wood. Right. Just guys that that were just kind of a part of this through the bad and keeping the team respectable, despite the ability where you could be treated like a punchline. In so many ways, shapes, or form. But again, it would just be you're like you, you had that that grasp right on those 90s teams, because that's all you had. I am sure, you had hope leading into each season, you'd see some decent starts, or you know, you'd take the Patriots down to the wire and you're thinking, Man, we are just that close. But now it's like that piece where you don't have to feel like you're that close. You don't have to feel hopeful that, like, maybe this is the chance. Maybe things fall our way. Maybe you get every break. Now the Bills are a great football team, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Even the fact that right going into that game against the Broncos, I had, like, this weird pit in my stomach, and I don't know why. I mean, I'm 45 years old. Why do I have a pit in my stomach over an NFL football game? But it was just that piece. It was almost like the gravity of – The team can end this drought, the drought. It's not even the drought, but right, like the AFC East drought. Here I go using terms I say I'm never going to use again. But I think you know where I'm coming from, right? Because it doesn't have to always be about what the Bills were in the past. But really, it's about what the Bills are right now. And you see it all the time, right? And I say it all the time. I do not care what the national media thinks about the Buffalo Bills, You want to talk about this talking head or that talking head or whatever it is, and they're disrespecting Josh Allen and blah, 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 power rankings. I do not care. I do not care. But I got to say, I enjoy when five members of the Buffalo Bills are selected to the Pro Bowl. I do enjoy when you put on Good Morning Football and Kyle Brandt and Peter Schrager and the rest of the group are talking about Josh Allen as a candidate for MVP, a legitimate candidate. The same conversation around someone like Sean McDermott being a coach of the year candidate. And yes, even the thought that Brian Dable and, and probably to an extent Leslie Frazier will be getting a number of head coaching interviews this offseason because they deserve it, because the Buffalo Bills deserve it. And you go through with this, right? So when I talk about letting go, it's almost like on two sides. You know, For me, it's letting go of the expectation that the team is going to screw something up doesn't have to be where everything goes your way to maybe get to 9-7 and and maybe get the wild card and maybe do this, right? We're heading into week 16. The Bills already have the AFC East locked up. And along those same lines, it's just not that piece where I just have to hold on to those teams from the 90s as tight as I have before because we've got a great football team now right? And you get it. I understand why fans would feel that way and why some might still feel that way. I'm coming to this realization myself. Others might not be there yet. Others might've been there, you know, a long time before I was, but I think there was just always that piece of, right. We just, we needed that sense of the team of the nineties because it was just remembering how good things used to be. Right. I mean, I think anytime you, you think back, to whatever period in your life, right? Maybe it was uh, the glory days of high school or you had a great experience in college or whatever, whatever it is, right? You look back at it so fondly. And I think that's what so many of us have done. But for me, I can let go a little bit now because it doesn't have to be about those great teams from the past. It can be about the great team right now. You know, I, I, there was a clip, um, Howard Simon on Monday morning show on WGR you know, where he was just talking about looking to celebrate a Super Bowl championship. And Howard got choked up. And, you know, I mean, I've listened to Howard forever, right? I mean, does a a great job, him and Jeremy White. um, I love what those guys do each and every day. And, you know, you heard that and you kind of understood at that time, right? Like, this is not about it's not about like, hey, I hope we make the playoffs. It's like, no, we're talking about winning a Super Bowl. We're talking about you know going from being a laughingstock for far too long to being one of the best teams in the NFL. And for the fans that have stuck by, right, again, you talk about someone like Howard who does this five days a week. I mean, heck, I do a podcast once, maybe twice a week. Right, for these guys to go on air four hours a day talking about this good, bad, and indifferent time and time again. And to understand just I don't want to like overstate the importance of it, right? But it means something to people. And to feel that sense, to feel that sense of just greatness right now. Other fan bases they're not gonna understand. They're really not because they haven't been through what we've been through. And for those of us that have been around long enough, you just know how important it is to just feel good about this, especially in a year like 2020, right? Especially in a year like 2020. My mom said to me the other day, she was the only good thing about 2020 is the Buffalo Bills. And it's like, you know what? That's, um, that says a lot, right? Because who would have ever thought that our Buffalo Bills would be that team to make the difference to really have people feel that way about this year. And I think in a lot of ways for where the Bills are right now, but for where they're going, it's gonna help with that new generation of Bills fans. Right, and you know out of Western New York, there's kids and families, the Buffalo, Rochester area, Syracuse, you know what I mean? Like you grow up in a a Bills household, okay, you like the Bills. But like, did you like the Bills because that's what your team did on, your family did on Sundays? Right? You sat around the TV, you watched the game, and that's all good because that's what your family did, so that's okay. Or is it the point that you want these kids to be Bills fans? Right? You want these kids to be Bills fans. When we're watching the game on Saturday, my son's not a big football fan, right? He watches it, he's got his fantasy football team, so he gets into all of that. Um, And he's, you know, he's not like a Bills fan. He's never been a Bills fan. And early on, I tried to push it on him to be like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. And it's like, listen, you know, you're not going to try and get your kids to be something they don't want to be. And we're watching the game on Saturday. He turns to my wife. He goes, mom, I'm a Bills fan now. You know, and when you're just in that moment, right, you're watching that game. And you just think to yourself, like, it's not, my kid is not becoming a fan of the Buffalo Bills because it's like, that's what your family does and that's what you're supposed to do. Right? It was just in that moment of watching this team, yeah, watching the games with me, seeing different pieces, and just looking at it and being like, I want to be a fan of the Bills. And there's two guys that are truly driving it. One is Stefan Diggs, breaking ankles left and right leaving cornerbacks in the dust, creating 12 yards of separation against the Pittsburgh Steelers, right, to a 14-year-old kid that means a lot. And it's Josh Allen, and watching Josh Allen play and evade guys in the pocket. And I'll still – I'll remember the moment where he turned to my wife and said it, and he didn't even turn and say it to me because I don't know if he thought I couldn't handle it or whatnot, Um and it, the play ended up getting called back. It was the Statue of Liberty play with Devin Singletary. Um, you know, my kid, he's a huge basketball fan. He's a hooper, all this type of stuff. You see that. And I was just, it was at that moment where it was like, yeah, that's my team. Um, and again, right? It's that piece of just like, you stop and you think because you want the kids to like the team because it's something they can feel proud of because it's something they can like and something they can enjoy. And to me, I just think that's pretty cool. You know, on Sunday, he and I were in the car and we're driving and we're talking a little bit about the game. We're talking about the team. And he's like, well, who's your favorite Buffalo Bill? I'm like, well, Josh Allen's my favorite. You know, mom loves Cole Beasley. He's like, no, but like who's your all time favorite Buffalo Bill? And it got me thinking, right, because it would have been easy for me to say somebody from the 90s team. And honestly, I didn't even know I was going to go in with this on the podcast, any of these pieces, you know, just we were driving. And I'm like, you know, I have to think about that a little bit. And as we were going through and having the conversation, I was like, you know, my favorite Buffalo Bill is of all time. I said, it was it was Kyle Williams. And he's like, Kyle Williams, why was Kyle Williams your favorite? I say, you know, because Kyle Williams was that underdog, right? Taken in the fifth round, undersized, told this, told that. But he was a leader of the team. He was a leader of the team through good and through bad. Um, but he was the guy that carried his way that you would say, you know, you know, you'd watch the post game talks or the pre game talks. And you'd just be like, man, I'm ready to run through a wall for Kyle Williams. Imagine how those guys in the locker room feel. And I think as you go through with that piece, right, it, it kind of encapsulated a lot for me. Because when you think back to it, it really wasn't a player from the 90s team that I would say, um, you know, was a favorite. And you talk about the current team. I mean, sure, it's easy from a recency bias and all of this. But when you talk about a guy that just summed it up of of what it should be you know, for me, that was Kyle Williams. And I say that right in a way of just like to what I had mentioned before. It's kind of easing that grip on those 90s teams and what it had to be, but making that shift towards where things are today. And honestly, I hope that there's these young kids at home, you know, having that sense of just pride in what this team is and the Buffalo Bills and not knowing them for heartbreak, right? But knowing them for being great. And when you talk about the team being great and you talk about josh allen and stefan diggs and Tredavious white and tremaine edmonds you know you look at this group and these kids should have that same sense of pride that same experience that i had growing up in the 90s just being a fan of a great football team and for me that is um that's pretty cool you know when you think about all of this and like i said before you know, when mom mentions that the Buffalo Bills are the only good thing to happen in 2020, um, yeah, I don't disagree, right? And if the Buffalo Bills can be that good thing for, you know, the, the grandmother in Rochester, New York, or the kids across the country that are discovering the Buffalo Bills for the first time, um, I'm really going to enjoy that. And I do enjoy it. So, listen, I'm, uh, going on a little longer than I normally do. I appreciate you guys listening in this week, though. Like I said, a little bit different than what I normally do with the show. Um, But I really had these thoughts just running through, you know, because as you talk about it and just enjoying where things are right now, feeling great about where things are right now, um, that's a pretty unique experience for so many of us. Whether you you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s like I was, um, maybe someone that's been a fan of the team a lot longer than I have, or some of you guys that are a bit younger, right? When you think like, man, you were, you know, still in diapers when those teams in the nineties were were doing what they could and you've never really known um that era of Buffalo Bills football. This is the thing that can bring us all together, right? No matter what happens the rest of the season. If they, you know, one and done in the playoffs, hey, we're moving forward from here, and this is a legitimate NFL contender each and every year, no doubt in my mind. If they win a couple games, that's great. If they win the Super Bowl, that's gonna be one hell of a party. But with this, man, it just um for me, I just I, I think as we come to this, it's just that realization, almost that sense of like, hey, we can feel good about this team. And I do feel good about this team. So I appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Um, hit me with your feedback. I'd love to hear your stories on, uh, on how it kind of relates to you, what you've been thinking about, um, right? Because interacting with you guys, it's just always a lot of fun, and I always appreciate it. So I uh, appreciate you tuning in. Looking forward to the game on Monday Night Football. And as always, go Bills.